0: Hey guys, you're listening to the From Corner to Corner podcast. This week, Sean and Adam talk about Ross Chastain and how he's brought back eyes to NASCAR. The Auburn Tigers fire their head coach. Who's next up for them? And NFL trade deadline. All this and more on this week's From Corner to Corner. Ladies, gentlemen boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m., this is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts. Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Breadman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. I'm Sean here with Adam tonight. Wes is uh, under the weather. Neil is still hot on the campaign trail. One week away, a week from now, we will have we will know if Neil has won his election and is a new member of the school board.
1: And hopefully, we get to break that news right here on the podcast.
0: I know that would be pretty exciting. That would be great. So we're in a new room tonight.
1: We we are the back room to the back room.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. We we have a semi permanent spot for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> so um, our uh, coach streak uh, continued in a in, a, in a fashion. This week we got a uh, we got a uh, firing of the Auburn head coach, which we've been calling for like a month now.
1: Why make us wait? You knew you were going to do it all along.
0: Well, apparently, the president did not want to fire him mid-season. They wanted to let him finish the season out. But they hired a new AD, right? Yep. The new AD, I heard this today, which is why this is fitting that it fits the show. I heard this today, that the new AD did not want his blood on his hands. So, before he would accept the AD job, he told them, you've got to get rid of him because... I'm not coming in and doing your dirty work. So he basically comes in with a clean slate. But not only did they fire the head coach, they fired the OC, the line coaches. I mean, basically the, the only thing left coach, is the quarterback coach. Yeah, Cadillac Williams is the interim. He was the running backs coach. Yep. So
1: Cadillac's going to run.
0: Yeah. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? <laughs> so... Uh, I I, I texted you guys earlier that I was on an insurance adjustment uh, on a roof with a guy who's from Alabama. And, you, you know, just general football talk. hey, you a Bama fan? He goes, yeah. He said, but, he said, my best friend from school just got the interim job at Auburn yesterday. And I was like, your best friend is Cadillac Williams? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. And I was like. Well, that's kind of cool. And he goes, yeah, I know. I got a text last night going, hey, I'm the new coach of Auburn. (laughs) (laughs) So so that was, I thought that was pretty neat, you know. But you know what?
1: For Cadillac, that's good for him. Like full circle, he was a great running back at Auburn. He was great in the NFL until injuries ended his career. Right. So it's good to see him get his chance.
0: Well, and who knows, right? Like, So he was a running backs coach. Yeah. If he's somewhat successful the last few games down the road, maybe it sparks interest for him somewhere else.
1: Maybe. I mean, who's to say Auburn won't hire an Auburn guy? Right. If he, Let's say he has one loss the rest of the season. That's Alabama at the end of the year. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's better than Brian Harsin did.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Brian Harsin was doomed the day he was hired.
1: He was a lame duck hire
0: when the when the a d hired him against the will of the alumni
1: mm-hmm.
0: who this is one of those universities that the alumni runs the show in Auburn I the a d should have never done that you know that they, that guy would have been I, didn't he come from Boise?
1: I think so. yeah,
0: he'd been better off just to stay where he is. You know, and we've talked about that many times on the show about these small college guys making that leap to, you know, the big time. And, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten are heads above anyone else. You really don't want to go from Boise State to the SEC. You want to go from Boise Boise to the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or the American, and then jumping into the Big Ten or the SEC. So, I don't know. I hope that he manages to bounce back. It looks like there's plenty of job opportunities out there. So, even though Cadillac Williams is the interim, Lane Kiffin is the number one name on the list.
1: And if they go get Lane Kiffin, go to the microwave, pop your popcorn, and get ready because that – Auburn Alabama rivalry, it's going to heat up quick.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, there's several names on the list. I think was it you or Wes that sent out the uh, the odds list of?
1: I think it was Wes. Yeah, because I saw it. So he,
0: he's the he's the odds on favorite, and then you've got uh, uh, Hugh, Hugh Freeze was, is, it was like two to one. Yeah. But you know Hugh Freeze with all of his baggage. I don't know.
1: Well, he just signed a contract extension with Liberty too. It was like an eight-year. It makes him the highest Group of Five coach.
0: It, and and that doesn't mean nothing.
1: It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't mean a thing.
0: So uh, Matt Rule is also on that list. He's going to be on everybody's list. I don't. I don't see him coming to the SEC though.
1: I think. I don't think he's got the personality. To fit what Auburn fans want to be. Because, like, Gus on he was an older guy, but he still had personality that right. can meet the fans.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Looking at Auburn's schedule, they got at Mississippi State this Saturday. Then they go home against Texas A&M. That's two winnable games. Then they got Western Kentucky. Another winnable game, yeah. so he could be three and zero going into Bama, and you're going to lose that
0: one. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Mississippi State is such a—they're so weird. They are weird. A lot like their head coach, right?
1: Mike Leach is not weird. He's a national treasure. Did who you needs hear him talking about him the candy
0: costs. yesterday? Yes. Oh my! Like,
1: gosh. how do you not enjoy Mike Leach press conferences?
0: I don't. I, He's just weird So
1: Hugh Freeze actually might have a tryout For an SEC job this week Liberty plays at Arkansas Arkansas is a 13 and a half point favorite
0: Yeah You know it's funny that Liberty lost Malik Willis And really didn't miss a beat
1: 7 and 1
0: Yeah so that kind of shows you That he's if you can build a program that continues through like that, producing NFL quarterback, although Malik Willis did not look very good Sunday. They didn't I they didn't really they give really, him the opportunity right. to throw the ball either. I,
1: I don't think they gave him the opportunity to look good. Yeah. They they just wanted to hey Derrick Henry, run for two hundred yards and yeah. get us this win. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did that for sure. So uh, speaking of a another firing, Steve Nash got fired today, 7 games into the NBA season.
1: They're 2-2-5. And
0: they and they won their second game last night yes. against a very bad Indiana team and they barely did that.
1: KD and Kyrie asked for this in the offseason. Yeah. They told the Nets owner if you Sean Marks, the GM if you don't fire Steve Nash, we don't want to play for you. Yeah, and he he came out and released a statement. We're sticking with our coach. We hired him for a reason. We're sticking with him. Seven games in, something's yeah. changed.
0: Well, they it, they we, can't play offense. They can't play defense. Oh well, they that look team, so disorganized.
1: That team is never going to play defense. Yeah, not with those players. I
0: bet they will with this new coach they're hiring. M.
1: A. Adoka or Yadoka, however you say his last name. So how's that work? Cuz was it the NBA that suspended him or was it the Celtics? It was the that,
0: Celtics that suspended him.
1: Right. Yeah. And when they suspended him, they made clear in the statement if another team wants to pursue you, we will not stop you from taking that Which job. Which is
0: basically like we don't want to fire you, right, but we're firing you.
1: Which why he got suspended for two grown adults having a consen- consensual relationship. That's another story there, for another day. There's
0: still a lot co- that's not come out about that. And rumor has it, one it was one of the player's wives, though, wasn't it? I don't care who. Yeah.
1: It, no, it was No, it was somebody that worked for the Celtics. Oh, gotcha. That's what it was. It was a lady that worked for the Celtics, and that's where they got him. It was yeah. like conflict of interest. Yeah. But it was his girlfriend at the time that exposed yeah. the messages. Either way, two grown adults.
0: Let me tell you, cheating nowadays has to be ten times harder than it ever was back before social media. (laughs) There's social media.
1: Yeah. There are apps out there like Snapchat and others that will delete messages for you. Yeah. I'm sure that helps the players out. (laughs) Right. But you always get caught. Just don't do it.
0: Right, right. It's it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. Nope. So I got to thinking about this as I was driving around today. Like, I cannot wrap my mind around the thought of ever hearing of a coach being fired and a new coach being hired to replace them immediately within the season. It's always been like an interim thing. But they wanted to fire him now because they don't want to throw the season away. Because they still had expectations. I mean, they were a betting favorite to go to the NBA Finals, which I still don't know how anyone in their right mind could watch that team play and think that they were a Finals team.
1: Because, one, they thought Ben Simmons would all of a sudden turn into a shooter. He's never been a shooter. Yeah, and he still won't shoot it. In college, he was not a shooter. Yeah, Why the Sixers drafted a point guard that can't shoot, I have no idea. But now you've got him who – there's something going on mental with him. Yeah. Like, it's in his head at this point. Yeah. You got Kyrie, who's not getting any younger. You got KD, who's not getting any younger. But those two, when they're on top of their game, they're top ten players in the league. Yeah. It's just getting
0: them there. Yeah. I think Yudoka is – the the perfect hire. Oh, I think so
1: too. I mean, one hundred percent.
0: Boston will re- will regret that one. I think
1: Boston's got a good head coach, Joe missoula You know where he went to college? West Virginia University. I, n-
0: I don't know how I didn't know that. He went. To the West fact Virginia. that you asked that question should have answered it.
1: He put out the University of Kentucky in a NCAA tournament game. His right shoulder. He's right handed. His right shoulder was dislocated. He shot the whole game with his left hand and dominated.
0: What team was that? I don't even remember the Was year. Huggy the coach? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. That was that one year where they played tremendous defense but couldn't shoot worth a lick, right?
1: There's been so many years where they played tremendous defense but yeah. can't shoot.
0: Yeah, I think they beat them in the Elite Eight or something like that.
1: That was Deshaun Butler's year. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. So, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But Yudoka is is supposed to be named the head coach within the next 24 to 48 hours.
1: And that's a good hire for the Nets.
0: I'm surprised they just didn't roll with, um, um, oh, shoot. Who's the assistant for the Nets? He was the coach for the Suns and the coach for the Rockets. Uh, Dan Tony! Yeah, and he's still on that. I, I think he's still on the staff. He
1: he probably is. Yeah. Fun so. fact: Do you know where his brother coaches?
0: Um. Uh, is it basketball?
1: It is basketball. No. Marshall University.
0: Oh. Uh. Hm.
1: You should know by now. With me, there's always a West Virginia connection. Uh.
0: I, I guess so, for sure. So, um, you're a NASCAR fan?
1: Yeah, I, I've watched cars go in circles a few times.
0: Did you see them go in circles this weekend?
1: I saw highlights.
0: <laughs> the it, it What is really funny is, like, I'm a NASCAR fan, but we were just flipping through the channels, and, and Elizabeth stopped on the race. With, like, five laps to go.
1: Perfect time to start a right. race. It was the whole race. <laughs> That's right? perfect timing.
0: They, of course, several years ago, they started this playoff thing. They wanted to, to try to be more competitive. So they start out at, like, 16. And then every so many races, they drop it down four, four drivers till next Sunday is, or this Sunday is the championship day where – you got four drivers that have the ability to win the na- the championship. So, basically, whoever wins or whoever finishes the highest of the bunch wins the championship.
1: Which, I wish NASCAR would only let those four drivers drive for <laughs> 200 laps or whatever the final race is.
0: That'd be boring as all get-out, though, don't
1: you think? No. I mean, they're the four. Who wants to watch, let's say, Corey LaJoy go around in a circle he has no chance of winning. Right. Bubble Wallace has no chance of winning the championship. Why is he out there? Joey yeah. Logano. Yeah. Why?
0: Yeah. Just
1: let the four guys who are still competing go out there and give it all they got.
0: Right. So <clears throat> the way that the way that it works is if you win a race within the previous uh in it, within that block, you automatically go to the finals. And then it goes by points after that. So, you had um, Elliot, I believe, uh, had a win, and then uh, Bell won the race, so he got in. Then you had um, twenty-two. I can't think of his name now.
1: Joey Logano. Joey
0: Logano. It was in, and then. As when we turned the race on,
1: Denny Denny Hamlin Hamlin
0: was in the fourth spot by two points over Ross Chastain. Yep. Ross Chastain had to finish higher than Denny in (laughs) order to get into that last spot. So, coming into the last lap, he's in 10th place. And Denny Hamlin was top five, right? He was fifth. Yes. So, Ross, like you, you've you seen – I'm sure you've seen the videos. They're on the radio telling him, you got to have – you got to pass him. You, you, there's the only way to do it. So, it starting in turn three, he floors it, hits the wall, rides the wall all the way around turn four and passes five cars yep. and passes – um Denny Hamlin, right before the finish line. And
1: kind of nudged him. Yeah. Kind of nudged him out of the way. Yeah,
0: just a little bit. There was just enough room to get past him and get into the playoff. And in the interview after the race, he's talking about that that was a move that he tried in – when he was eight years old on NASCAR two thousand five. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which
1: the fact he was eight in two thousand five. I mean, that makes us feel old, right? Right. Yeah, not
0: a hundred percent. But I'm I'm sitting there which is so funny because the internet always wins. Always. Right? So what is so perfect about it is Days of Thunder, one of the greatest movies of all time.
1: I've seen that clip.
0: And and then Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell. Yep. People have spliced those things together because there's a clip in in Days of Thunder towards the end of the movie where Harry tells Cole that, to to go to the outside in turn four. And Cole's like, you always said I can't pass in turn four. He goes, well, you've got special tires on there. I promise if you go, you will pass him. In turn four, and of course they're playing this over the top of Ross Ch- Chastain, yeah. And then it comes back, and it goes, and then it's like, well, I wake up in the morning, you know, peeing excellence, <laughs> yeah. you know, with the Ricky Bobby stuff. It's just, it's fantastic. The people's creativity on the internet is is unbelievable.
1: And at the end of the day, the fact that we're talking NASCAR is a win for NASCAR,
0: right? Well, the reason I wrote it down is is because. <clears throat> I've not seen this much attention and eyes brought to the sport in years.
1: Which is NASCAR's fault. Like we talked right. before. Like they've yeah. got young stars. Christopher right. Bell, Chase Elliott, yeah. Ryan Blaney. Yeah. All those guys are
0: young and
1: they've just not been marketing them. Well, well.
0: they I mean Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jimmy Johnson, uh Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt. Like, everybody knew who those guys were.
1: And you only knew Junior because who his dad was. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, he was a superstar before he ever started driving a car. Yep. But you're right. You don't see that now. Kyle Busch is probably the biggest star, and he's the heel, right? Everybody hates Kyle Busch. Denny Hamlin's kind of gotten to that point. You know, Harvick's been around for a long time, so it's about time for him to wrap it up. I mean, he's the guy that replaced – Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, when you have Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. calling the races now, that, that just shows you how long it's been, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But you're right. They they don't do a very good job of marketing. I will be interested to see if the viewership is up on Sunday because of what transpired with Ross on on this past weekend.
1: What channel is the race on? Because that's going to matter.
0: It's generally on NBC.
1: Well, they rotate, that's why I ask. They yeah. rotate between USA, NBC, Fox, and Fox well, Sports 1.
0: Well, yeah, but the the end of the season, I think, always ends on NBC. NBC. And it, was, it was Sunday well, on NBC. I mean,
1: if it's on NBC, it's going to help out a lot because yeah. it's network TV.
0: Yeah, and if the NFL has sucky games on TV the way it has the last month, <laughs> then, you know, I could see that. I, it is – it is appalling to me how bad the NFL is right now.
1: Well, you've got these teams that we've come to know as good, high-powered offensive teams like Tampa Bay and Green Bay, who
0: are struggling. And, yeah,
1: like it makes the it, whole it's NFL struggling
0: just for them to struggle.
1: Yeah, and it makes the whole NFL just look like, oh gosh, like what do you do?
0: The Bills, the Bills are the, the only Bills let the Packers off of a a really bad beating the other night with two really bad interceptions by Josh Allen. That's to be honest with you, both of those interceptions shouldn't have happened. They were able to run the ball and they were just forcing the ball on both of those throws.
1: No, I'm a Packers fan. Yeah. You all know that it's well documented. I didn't even bother watching the second half. I was asleep by (laughs) halftime. I was like, I'm not even staying up. Because the first half, the Bills dominated. I knew in the second half, there's nothing the Packers are going to be able to do to come up, overcome this deficit. Now, I did end up waking up like a few minutes ago in the fourth quarter and saw it was 27-17. to I was like, eh. Closer than I expected. And yeah. then I rode back over well, and went back to and sleep. And it's because
0: he threw two interceptions in the red zone. Right. So
1: But we've got the Eagles and we've got the Bills. Like yeah. those two teams, their offenses are fun to watch. Yeah. And this week the Eagles play on Thursday night. So we get the Bills.
0: And they play The Texans. Oh gosh. Yes. And I have to and we we play this week. Did you know that? <laughs>
1: It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it does. I've got uh, I've got some injuries, and I got some bye week. I've got
1: know. Najee Harris on a bye. Yeah, I mean that's a stud right there. Been performing great for me. Right. I've got Debo on a bye. Which, by the way, I don't even know. I don't even know what my lineup's going to look like for Sunday. Because if you were a running back on my fantasy team, you got traded today. Yeah, Jeff Wilson got traded to the Dolphins. Naheem Hines got traded to the Bills. Uh, James Robinson's already been traded, and Taylor's hurt again. Uh, because of course he is. Yeah, of course
0: he is. So, so,
1: but he did come back in the game after doing it.
0: Yeah, I, I know we're we're bouncing around a little bit. We'll we'll say save, save that. Uh, that that thought on that injury there. I had one other thing. I, I we overlooked this. We was talking about jobs a while ago, and I had this. Uh, I had it in the wrong order. Has Satterfield kept his job at Louisville with the with the fact that he's won the last three weeks?
1: Now look, a few weeks ago, after they beat Virginia, me, you, and Wes. I don't remember if it was on there or if it was off there. But at the end of the show or towards the end, we were talking. It was like, yeah, he beat Virginia, but look at the rest of his schedule. Right. Pitt, that's a loss. Wake Forest, that's a loss. Like we had him going three and eight. Yeah. Or three and nine, whatever it was. Yeah.
0: We thought the only other winnable game might have been North Carolina State because their quarterback their was hurt. Their quarterback them. was hurt. Yeah.
1: And all this man's done is win. Yeah. He's got a good recruiting class coming in next year. I think Saturday. As my friend at work, shout out Eric Gaddis, as he calls him Daddy Saddy or Saddy Daddy, something like that, he might have saved his job.
0: Yeah. Well, this is his second year.
1: Oh, no. He's been there as long as Neil Brown's been at West Virginia. Oh, has he really? Four years. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Yep. Well... He probably still has to pull out a couple more wins to actually lock it in. But, I mean, he's definitely fighting for it. That's for sure. So,
1: since we're talking college football, we record on Tuesdays. Yes. Breaking news as we record. The first college football playoff ranking has came out. Okay. Number one. Tennessee. Tennessee. Number two.
0: Ohio State.
1: Ohio State. Number three. Georgia. Georgia. Number four.
0: Michigan. Michigan. Clemson.
1: Whoa, no! Yes, Clemson is number four. Michigan is fifth. Well, and
0: Alabama is sixth. There's no way. There's no way that Clemson should be number four. So
1: here's the thing:
0: the teams that they they beat that were ranked, Wake Forest, NC State, uh, Syracuse, yep. they all had horrible losses this weekend. Yep.
1: One and three play each other this weekend. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into that later in in the show. And
0: LSU plays uh, uh, Alabama.
1: If Tennessee loses, how far would you see them dropping in the
0: rankings? Because
1: they've already got a head-to-head over Bama. I can't see them I, I dropping can, past number three with the teams they been. I can't been. either.
0: You'd probably see Ohio. We actually you'd probably see Georgia jump back to number one. Ohio, Ohio State, 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 State two. two. They just they just flop. But
1: that's kind of what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. So that basically says right there that if Clemson wins out,
1: and they're going to,
0: they're the they're, they're the fourth team in their ACC schedule is. It's pretty soft down the stretch.
1: I don't think they'll be the fourth team if.
0: Michigan beats Ohio. Michigan beat Ohio State. Yeah. But
1: I think that's the only way. Yeah. Michigan so who target. was
0: number five? Michigan. Oh, okay. Sorry.
1: Michigan was five, Alabama was six, TCU was number is, seven.
0: Is it is it crazy to think that that Alabama is sixth and their only loss was a three point last second field goal on the road at Tennessee.
1: In a game that they scored forty nine points. Yeah. If Alabama scores forty nine points, they're generally generally winning
0: those games. That's true. That's true. know, oh, that's crazy. Uh, so, well, the the funny part about it is is this is going to be a trend that's going to be happening for the the rest of the college football season. It'll it'll drop every week when we're recording if we're recording Tuesday night. You're right. So, interesting. That's that's interesting. I really did not see Clemson taking that four spot.
1: So just to round out the top ten. Since you I know, they six, did
0: that just so they wouldn't be just the big ten in the, in oh, the
1: SEC. 100%. That's yeah. the only reason. Yeah. Because Michigan has better wins than Clemson. Yeah. But we've got Alabama at six, TCU seven, Oregon is eight, USC is nine, and LSU is number ten.
0: That's crazy to think that LSU is number 10 and And they started the season wanting to fire uh, Kelly, Brian Kelly, after the first game.
1: (laughs) After one game.
0: Yeah. But he's actually, I think he's doing a really good job with them, to be honest with you.
1: Well, this was supposed to be a down year. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I think He's they're getting got more out of Daniels than what they thought. He's
1: got him in the top ten.
0: Well, Daniels, do they get another year out of Daniels, or is this it for him?
1: Uh, is he I'm transferred
0: not, from uh, Arizona State?
1: I'm not sure on his eligibility.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting.
1: I will look it up real quick.
0: So while you're doing that, I I heard something today. It's like the curse of the number one pick in fantasy football. Have you, have you heard this? <laughs> so,
1: I have not, well, but I'm feeling
0: it. Well, but think, but think about, you know, you had Saquon Barkley on his rookie year, had that tremendous rookie year. He was the overall number one fantasy pick that second year. Four weeks into the season, he's hurt and he's done, right? And then you had CMC. He gets hurt after, like, seven games. Then you had CMC again, and, like, he gets hurt. Two games in, and then he had, like, seven other games where he scored, like, stupid low points. Yeah. And then last year, or, or this year, was Jonathan Taylor. Now, you've got Jonathan Taylor in our Dynasty League, but he wasn't the number one pick. You had the fourth pick. Yeah. But in a Dynasty two-quarterback league, different story. Three quarter, or three quarterbacks went off the, the board in front of you? Uh, no, no, you had the third pick. You had the third pick. Uh, Allen and Mahomes went off the board yep, in front of you. That's you right. took Taylor, West took Her- Burrow, Burrow, and then I took Herbert at five.
1: Yeah, I was the only one in the top five that went running back.
0: Right, and poor choice at this point.
1: It's not looking good, yeah. but it is a dynasty.
0: It is a dynasty. So just
1: because they're struggling this year, don't mean they'll always yeah. struggle.
0: It's I, I you I have to I still I know we talk about it all the time, but. You have to rein your thought process in on this. Of okay, I get it. I just need to play my team out this year mm-hmm. because you can't, you cannot be irrational, right? And trade a Jonathan Taylor for a quarterback, two wide receivers that. If you've got to be able to start all three of those players if you're giving right. up Jonathan Taylor for the foreseeable future. This is just his third year in the league.
1: If we drafted today like a redraft, I would take Jalen Hurts instead of Jonathan Taylor Yeah, at number three. Yeah. Over Burrow, over Herbert.
0: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I saw something yesterday that – Justin Herbert's numbers compared to Tua's numbers Tua is the better pick Tua has the better record Yeah He he uh Tua has a 400-yard passing game which Herbert doesn't have Tua has two six t- two 6 touchdown games which Herbert doesn't have you know one Tua of Tua
1: also has Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill which Herbert doesn't have That's,
0: that's true That's true Herbert I, Herbert can't keep healthy guys around him. That's true. I think I, I think Herbert's hurt, and I think that's why he's playing as as poorly as he is.
1: Jaden Daniels is a junior, so he he can go pro, but LSU will get another year out of him if they want.
0: Yeah, I I can't. Uh... I can't see him getting drafted.
1: Oh, I can't either. I was just saying.
0: I mean, not to the point that he wouldn't want to come back because he could be a top ten pick next year. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I just thought that was interesting that on that uh, that uh, f- curse of the number one draft pick stuff <laughs> there. That's kind of kind of silly on that part. Something else that happened today was the NFL trade deadline. A whole lot of hype. And a whole lot of nothing.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't say nothing because they did set a record for most trades to happen on an NFL trade deadline. I think there were 10 trades, which is an NFL record for trades on deadline
0: day. Really? Yes. Well, I didn't see that I, many. I saw
1: Adam Schefter tweet out there were 10 trades.
0: Well, I know that... Um,
1: there wasn't the names we were expecting them.
0: Right, right. I guess the big trade was uh, Bradley Chubb going from the Broncos to the Dolphins for Chase Edmonds, and I, I, I think it, and some picks. You know, they was some a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably not a bad move for the Broncos. Um, so, uh, and then they turned right around and got a lineman back from uh, the Jets. I think.
1: Yeah. So the pick that the Dolphins sent to the Broncos was part of the picks that San Francisco sent them to move up to grab Trey Lance. Did you see the graphic of what the Dolphins turned those picks into? Uh Uh-uh. So the first pick that they traded down was Jalen Waddell. Okay. He's pretty good for the Dolphins. Yep. The second they sent to the Chiefs for Tyreek Hill. He's doing pretty good for the Dolphins. Yeah. And the third pick they sent to the Broncos today and got Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Who is really good. That's good management by the Dolphins. Well,
0: I, I, I read something today on the on the, the Twitter mach- machine that th- some of these younger GMs are not as tied to these picks as, the, as history says. And I, I think the Rams have proven that the picks aren't as important. You go out, you take the picks, you go get proven players, and it turns you into a Super Bowl. Yeah. Miami Dolphins are a Super Bowl contender today.
1: They have went into win-now mode. Yeah. Like, they have finally, I don't know what to us, think showed them. Maybe the six touchdowns, maybe well, the four hundred yards.
0: You, is it Mike McDaniel's? Is that it? That's, yeah, he's a good guy. I, I like him. Yeah, he's a good he's, coach. He's quirky, as all get out. But listening to the the players talk about how he breaks stuff down for them, yeah, it's it's like these guys have never heard anything like this before, and he's like simplifying it for them. And it's obviously—I mean, look, Tua obviously had talent. Yeah, he won a national championship at Alabama. Alabama, and you know, Nick Saban doesn't put him on the field if he doesn't see something in him. He got injured early. Yeah, and Brian Flores wasn't the right coach for Tua because he didn't want to—he didn't want Tua, but. When you have a head coach like you know, Mike McDaniels takes the head coaching job knowing that Tua is his is his quarterback. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You heard no rumors or anything about that. Going into this season, Tua was the quarterback. Yep. And I think that confidence and you know, we all said on this podcast back in the spring. Watching Tua struggle to throw the ball to Tyreek Hill down the field, and hear Tyreek saying he's the most accurate quarterback he's played with, and we all laughed.
1: <laughs> yes, we did. Well, because I think, he I, played with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I,
0: I think Tyreek Hill might be the one la- laughing now. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Tua is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes, but you know, we saw one throw in one practice. It's all about timing, anyways, right? Right. That's part of the that's part of the issue right now with the Packers is a lot of people have come out and said that Aaron Rodgers chose to take the summer off than to spend the summer with his two rookie wide receivers. Well, one
1: rookie wide receiver can't stay healthy.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, regardless, I right. mean, he 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 didn't take the time to work with them.
1: Did you were you watching when Christian Watson got hurt again Sunday night?
0: I saw him go off the field. Yes. Yeah.
1: So when he went down, like they showed Rodgers, and he just put his head back, and like you could read his lips, he was like, "Not again." Yeah. And then Matt Lafleur said some choice words before sending the trainer out. Turns out the guy was concussed. So I mean, this one's yeah, this one's legit. Yeah. Some guys are just that way. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just brittle. When he touches the ball, though, like you can tell why they drafted him. Yeah. He's big. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah. And that that's hurt him.
0: No, you're, you're right. Um, let's see. Uh, the Bears traded Roquan Smith yesterday for a second and a fifth. Yeah. Which makes complete sense. He wanted to be traded in the offseason. They they wound up franchise tagging him.
1: It's only right that he gets traded after how emotional he was when Robert Quinn got traded. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, it's good for him yeah. to get traded.
0: Well, Roquan's one of the best players in the league. Oh, 100%. And, but look, if you don't want to be here, yeah, okay. I think we should have got more than a, a a two and a five, honestly, but it's kind of one of those things. Sometimes you just have to take the best offer out there, and a two and a five, you know, is better than him walking away scot free. And then we turned around and gave up um, a second from somebody else. It wasn't no, it was the bear. It was the Bears' second round pick uh, yep. to the Steelers for Claypool which I think was another great trade.
1: You finally get Justin Fields a
0: weapon. Yeah. Other than Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Chase Claypool, <laughs> was I, saw? I saw somebody earlier said that he played with dead-arm Ben, and then he played with a no-pitch bitch, and then can he throw a picket? <laughs> you know, so... You know he Chase Claypool was drafted on talent, and he has the ability to make some incredible catches. But he's the third. He was the third option in 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 Pittsburgh, behind Johnson. Uh, well, maybe even fourth option if you include Harris. fryermuth is drawing a lot of attention from Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Uh, so I, I so, like the move. I mean, as a Bears fan. All you can do is, at, as they have struggled for so long. Yeah, is ask to see improvement, and right now the improvement has to come front office wise. We've made so many bad decisions over. I mean, giving up two first round picks for um, Mac a couple of years ago when we were not a competitive offensive team.
1: Yeah, that
0: it, it, that made no sense. So, they cleaned house. They brought in uh, Poles from uh, Kansas City. Yep. And I tell you, so far, it looks like Eberflus seems to be a pretty decent coach. <laughs> and we laughed
1: when they hired him because he's a defensive coach. We were like, we, exactly what you want for
0: your young look, quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, and guy. you being a Packers fan specifically – you know, yes. texted us in the chat and go, yeah, that's the hire that you wanted. But it seems like it was the right hire so far.
1: He's not doing bad.
0: I know I know the Cowboys beat up on him the other day, but Justin Fields played really well.
1: That score ended up more lopsided than what the game actually was. Yeah. Because late third quarter, it was 28-23. Yeah. The Bears were in it. Yeah. Like always, though, the Bears don't come in clutch.
0: Yeah. But but at least for the time being, the front office seems to be making some pretty solid choices.
1: So we we always say internet always wins. Yeah. Back at the NFL draft in April, the Steelers had Chase Claypool announce their second-round pick. Their second-round pick, was George Pickens wide receiver from Georgia, and internet was trolling saying I forgot
0: about Pickens being there.
1: <laughs> the internet was trolling even saying Chase Claypool really just announced his replacement, and then today when he got traded to the Bears, I saw the few tweets was like Claypool really did <laughs> announce his replacement <laughs> at the draft.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I forgot about, I forgot about that.
1: And George Pickens and Kenny Pickett, they do have a special connection going right now. Yeah. Every time they're both healthy, Pickens leads the team and targets are yeah. he's second behind Deontay Johnson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both of those guys were targets for me in the fantasy uh, rookie draft. Yeah. And I got sniped on both of them. But um, Jeff Wilson went. To the Dolphins as well. Yes. Um,
1: (laughs) Which is funny because McDaniel came from San Francisco. Yeah. And now his running backs are Raheem Mostert and Jeff Jeff Wilson. Wilson, Both from San Francisco. Both from San Francisco.
0: Yeah. It's almost like uh, the guys in San Francisco are trying to take care of him. Yeah. They're not taking care of – Salah, though, in in, in uh, New York. Um, He's
1: doing okay for himself, yeah. though. Other, listen, if we got any Jet fans listening, I need you all to explain something to me. Last year's second-round pick, Elijah Moore, a very talented wide receiver, he asked for a trade. The Jets said, we're not trading you. Then the Jets made him a healthy scratch. And then last week, because of injuries, the Jets played. He doesn't get a target all game. Today, they fielded calls for Elijah Moore, but they didn't trade him because he's too valuable to the team. Like, what are you doing, Jets? Just trade him if you don't want to be there.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's a first-round talent. Yeah. I mean, he was really good last year down the stretch.
1: He's a really good wide receiver. You could have got something out of him.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised somebody wasn't willing to overpay for him. I mean, he he would have been really good on the Packers. I was expecting Brandon Cooks to get traded. It was rumored he was getting traded. But, of course, he just signed a four-year deal with them before this season. That is the reason why
1: the Packers were out on Brandon Cooks. Because with their salary cap and his contract, They couldn't eat it unless the Texans paid most of the money, and that was the case with the Rams and Vikings as well. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen today or not, the Texans dismissed Brandon Cooks from practice early today. Well,
0: I saw he was questionable.
1: They they dismissed him from practice today. Are they going to release him? And the way he's tweeting, it seems like a release is
0: coming. Well, that's just fantastic because I have to have him to play against you this week. So, if he gets released,
1: then it's a fair game at that point. These teams, And he's
0: not going to play this week.
1: These teams will be fudge. <laughs> these teams will go all in.
0: So, I'm going to lose four in a row because Brandon Cooks. You're not going to lose four in a row. I don't, you don't need Brandon like, Cooks. I don't understand. Me. Like, why do you sign? Look. All right. I, I'm going to get on a soapbox here for a second. The Texans knew what they were going into this season. Why in the heck do you sign a dude to a four-year deal to be your primary wide receiver? What did they expect to look like eight weeks into the season? Did they think there's going to be six and two? Not with General Mills at quarterback. I mean... I, it, it just doesn't make sense. We we just talked about how great the Dolphins are doing in their front office decisions and how the Bears are doing great in their front office decisions. That seems like a really bad decision. Yeah. Well,
1: this is also...
0: And it, ta- it puts all the pressure on Damian Pierce now. This is also the team
1: that paid for Deshaun Watson's hotel rooms to get Private massages. Yeah. So, I mean, let's not act like the Texans are yeah. great management. Yeah. There was another NFC North team that killed it today. And that oh, was the Minnesota no. Vikings. Yeah.
0: Getting Hawkinson. Yeah. Like, you generally don't see an interdivision trade like that.
1: No, you don't. But
0: unfortunately, the love of the Lions. Look. I, I guess maybe his deal was probably coming up, and he probably what not Well, he, you know. yeah,
1: that's what it was. It's a contract situation. Yeah. And a couple games ago, after the game, he was asked how he's dealing with, you know, the trade rumors and all that. And he, he broke down. He's like, I understand why the Lions are trying to trade me or wanting to trade me. It's because of my contract situation. I understand the business side. It hurts because I love Detroit. But I understand the business.
0: Yeah. Dan Campbell is short-timing it right there.
1: I don't think so. Uh,
0: I, there's no doubt in my mind.
1: I I don't think so. He, the, it, I think Dan Campbell is still going to be a really good coach for the Detroit Lions. I don't
0: think so. I'm, I'm willing to put a, a, a case of them L eights on it. Because, I, I, honestly, I do not think – I love Dan Campbell. Yeah. But I generally don't think he's the right coach there.
1: Speaking of the case L eight, Palo is looking really good in the NBA and he's gonna get me a Case L eight. That's to, true. As long as he stays healthy.
0: Yeah. Um his like he's like tying and, and matching records that not many people have done in, in the short time already.
1: Last night was it or maybe Sunday night. It was Sunday night. Was the first time this season in seven games that he hasn't scored over twenty points. Yeah, and he had eighteen.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. So did we have any other trade? Did we? That was pretty much all the big trades, right?
1: Uh. Well, the Bills got a running back that they like. They they got Naheem Hines, who is a pass catcher.
0: Yeah. So is the others that I have on the team.
1: Well, they traded Zach Moss, the one that's not. Where did he go? He, w- he went to the Colts in part of that deal. Oh, he did? Yep. So, Zach Moss went to the Colts and a draft pick for Naheem Hines to the Bills.
0: I don't know. A running back on the Bills seems useless to me.
1: Not a pass-catching running back. Yeah. And I don't know why the Bills won't just give Devin Singletary the whole lot. Like, he's good. Yeah just give him the workload
0: i know i know i uh, the other night i I'll sh- you want to know how bad or better i am you know that you know that i play on the prize picks thing right yes okay so you got to listen to this so the other night you, i'm looking at this going the bills and the packers both have great defenses right allegedly well supposed to um, so <clears throat> obviously the more the more picks that you put the 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 bigger return on investment devin singletary's line was 55 and a half yards james cook was 13 and a half yards aaron jones 47 and a half yards and then gabriel davis 57 and a half yards okay basically you have to bet over or under on those okay uh-huh. devin singletary had one game that he'd went over 55 game, uh, yards. so i bet him on the under he got 67. 50 of that on the first drive of the game, okay? James Cook, 13 and a half yards, had only broke that two times all season. 35 yards. Got that on one play. Aaron Jones, 47 and a half yards against the Bills defense, I thought, because he, he really hasn't really rushed that much. Right. Yards. And then Gabriel Davis, 57.5 yards, he's topped that five times this season, 35 yards. I missed all four of them, <laughs> all four of
1: them. That takes special talent.
0: Yeah. And then I got to thinking, I've lost three games in a row because I quit my strategy. I don't know if anybody knows this <laughs> but I started the season 5 and 0 oh by betting the under or the overs on all of my opponent's players in fantasy football cuz I know that's how bad I am. So $5 a game, I was betting the overs on everybody. I quit doing that and I've lost 3 games in a row. Guess what? Five bucks is going towards your lineup this weekend, buddy.
1: <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. I don't even know what. Like, I am starting Sam Ellinger as my number two quarterback. Come on, hook them horns. It, it, it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> like, you don't. You can take a
0: week off. So yeah. So, what is the prospects of your team? Right, because your team obviously has floundered beyond expectations. Because you started out, you were number one on Wes's board. We're going to get to that here in just a second. You were number one on the board the first week of the season.
1: And I had the name value
0: to be number one.
1: Like, I had every big name that you could have.
0: Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is not having an Aaron Rodgers season.
1: Aaron Rodgers is flubbed. Matt Ryan, flubbed. Jonathan Taylor, flubbed. Kenan Najee Allen, Najee not Harris. performing. Yeah, Najee Harris, not performing. Devontae Adams, not performing. Yeah, Debo,
0: not performing. That's another head coach getting ready to get fired. By the way, will be uh, Josh McDaniels.
1: It's not looking good.
0: Yeah, but and he'll never coach again unless it's in New England, and I think that's still a mistake.
1: But there, there are some bright spots on my team. Yeah, tight end Dallas Goddard. Yeah, bright spot. Yeah, also Allen Robinson flub. Yeah. I forgot to mention him. Romeo Dobbs. When he's on, he's good. Yeah. It's just getting him on. Kenneth Walker. He is he's a, a superstar. superstar. Yeah. Khalil Herbert. He's going to be the Bears starting running back next year.
0: Yeah, they tried trading uh, Montgomery today and it didn't happen.
1: Montgomery's contract is up at the end of the year. So, Khalil Herbert is going to be that guy. Yeah. Tony Pollard, when they let Zeke walk, Tony Pollard's going to be the guy. Yeah. Darnell Mooney, we've talked about him. Kadarius Tony, just got traded to the Chiefs. I've got him.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how that, I don't know how that plays out.
1: <laughs> Did you see him come out to make sure everybody knew he was healthy?
0: Yeah. You know, that has that has attitude written all over it, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, one hundred percent. I've got some pieces that, yeah. in a dynasty league. You just <laughs> you just kind of suffer it, through these bad it, ones. Your
0: quarterback is what's going to be your your dying thing there. <laughs> Do, and you don't have a young quarterback, right? I got Sam Ellinger. I mean, like he, a, a, a had, taxi squad quarterback.
1: Oh no, my taxi squad is Kadarius Tony, Hassan Haskins, which. Is gonna be good if Derrick Henry ever bites the dust. Calvin Austin for the Steelers wide receiver—he's been on IR all year, hasn't played. Kyle Phillips wide receiver for Tennessee—he's on IR. Started the season off really good. He's that Wes Welker type yeah. wide receiver. And uh, Jelani Woods tight end from the Colts—that's yeah. my taxi squad.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It it will be interesting. This you're you're gonna you're gonna struggle. Unless, you know.
1: So I offered, and I even told him in the text, I hate to do this.
0: I offered
1: Khalil Herbert just three days ago to Ben for Malik Willis. And And he he said no? He said no. Actually, he didn't respond to that message i sent him a trade offer to start talks, which, by the way, the people of our league listen to this, right? I think most, most of them, them. them do. So let me just go ahead and break it down for you. My first offer is never the best offer. I'm not going to start, <laughs> like, at the top of the list and just give you my best right out the gate. It come, But, like, why would I give you Khalil Herbert if I can offer James Robinson and get the job done? Right. So I offered James Robinson. He said, I'll need more than that, even considering my running back situation. So then I messaged and said, what if I made it Khalil Herbert instead? And he read it, but no response. Yeah. Ben, that offer's no longer on the table. I would not trade Khalil Herbert for Malik Willis after seeing last week.
0: No. No, de- definitely not. I I believe I would have jumped all over that with James Robinson. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, James Robinson's <clears throat> going to be good in New York. Just yeah. give him time.
0: Yeah. So so I sent an offer uh, to Darren trying to get Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Why do you still have Drew Locke on your roster?
0: Because I know <laughs> the minute I drop him, that Geno Smith is going to get hurt.
1: That's the only re- way he takes that job is if Geno gets hurt.
0: I, I don't disagree with that. Gina, Geno look, is
1: a stud. He's everything I told y'all he was going to be.
0: Geno is showing to be the leader that Russell Wilson was not.
1: Did you see Tyler Lockett yes. in the postgame? Yes. He's, he said Did you see funny. them all? I mean, he drops yes. that
0: ball in uh, – uh, Pete Carroll goes over to him, and then Geno comes over to him, and then he goes right back to him and nails him with that touchdown.
1: Yeah, and Tyler Lockett said it's funny what we can accomplish when nobody's worried about who gets the credit.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Kind of a shot at Russell Wilson.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, he's a diva. R- Russell is.
1: It It is looking that way. And, you know, he don't give off that persona on social media that he would be a diva. Yeah. But like Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch, all those guys are coming out saying like, they don't even have his phone number.
0: Right. And apparently they bought the, he owns the biggest house in Denver.
1: Because of course he does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He, you would think a man of Christ or supposed to be of Christ that he is, that you you wouldn't do that. But, you know, like he came out on social media and said that he worked out for four of the eight hours they were on the flight. Who cares? Why, Why would you do that? While
1: his teammates were sleeping, he yeah. was doing high knees in the aisle. Yeah. Russ, you're getting made fun of every week. Just shut your mouth and play football. Yeah,
0: not to mention the fact that the fact that you even said that is showing up your teammates. Yes. Like, like your teammates are supposed to be in the aisles doing high knees with you. Just sh- like you said, just shut up. Although you are trying to trade for him though, right?
1: Like I said, <laughs> my first offer is never what I'm really looking for. Yeah. So I did get a message from Trey today that asked what I would take for Debo Samuel. Yeah. So I said, Russ Wilson and Cortland Sutton. He's I can't do that Not with my quarterback situation. I can't I can't trade Russ right now. What I would really like would be Justin Fields, even though it would suck this year because he's a week 14 bye along with Sam Ellinger and Aaron Rodgers. It's a dynasty league, and he's a young quarterback. Yeah. And I don't have draft picks, very many of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the one thing that bit you in your strategy. Had your strategy paid off?
1: Well, I told you when I made the trade for Najee Harris, when I traded literally every pick but my third-round pick, I said I've created myself a two-year window because I thought at the time Rodgers and Matt Ryan was going to be good for at least two years. I said I've bought myself a two-year window. I've got to win in these one or two years and it's not it's yeah. just not paying off right now.
0: That's the that's the, the that's the the interesting thing about it. like as far as like quarterbacks go I mean I've got 3 I've got 3 starters. I have Drew which honestly I've thought about dropping him but there's nobody dropping four. Right. And um and I've got Teddy Bridgewater who is starter capable. And if if two is out, he's a starter. So if he's on my team, he's not on someone else's team.
1: I traded for Ryan Tannehill a couple weeks ago just to give me one quarterback to play in week
0: 14. Yeah.
1: That's the whole reason why I did it. Yeah.
0: Just one quarterback. Yeah. You know, I thought about um I know we need to move forward, but I thought about I thought about the bye weeks today in an interesting twist. If you're like most people, when you're drafting your team, you're looking at bye weeks, right? Yeah. We've already drafted this team. There yeah. is no looking at bye weeks next year. It is what it is. It is what it is. That is the the dynamics of a dynasty football league still it it, it fascinates me each and every week that there's always a new twist or turn to it that you're like, huh. Well, hopefully not all my quarterbacks are on the same bye week next year.
1: <laughs> like that's that's the thing that's really bit me in the butt this year is is the bye weeks. The bye weeks. Yeah.
0: So well since we're talking about dynasty football, let's let's do the West ranking since he's here not here tonight. And since he's not here, I'm going to go backwards.
1: The way it should be. Right. 10 to 1. Right.
0: To answer your question earlier, yes, you are still 10th on the list.
1: As I should be.
0: It uh, looks like Ben moved down to 9. Because I believe he was at 8 last week.
1: Yeah. And I, actually, I was 9. And was it Jesse was 10 or Jared?
0: No, it would have been Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse uh, Darren is at eight. Um, he, he's he's had some injuries, and then taking the the chase uh, Jamar Chase hit for the next four to six weeks is going to really hurt him. Stafford is is killing him. Um, I think he's going to move Garoppolo into his starting lineup over Stafford at this point. I think so. Yeah. Um, Jesse moved up to seventh because he still somehow. Is managing to win games. It, it makes it is, no sense. He is. You remember last year how Darren was lucky on a lot of a, a lot of weeks, just had the the one opponent that he could beat. Yeah, all the way to a championship, basically. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Jesse does not have a team that can win the championship, but he he keeps getting that that matchup that he can win every week. Um. Wes is at six. Jared is at five. I'm at four. Trey is at three. Jeff is at two, and Spencer is at one by a narrow margin. Is what it says. Now, you, I told him you
1: dropped the number four.
0: Yeah, and I told him on the on the phone this afternoon that my personal rankings would be Spencer one, Jeff two, Trey three, me four, and Wes five because I mean Trey beat me head to head the only way I could have beat Trey would I would have had to play Fryermouth over Higby. Higby got hurt. And I I would have had to play Hunt over Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards got hurt.
1: Yeah.
0: He only beat me by 12 points or something like that. Those two guys had I played them I would have beat him by two. So I played as one of the more efficient lineups that I could. But who's playing Hunt and Chubb both over Gus Edwards? I mean, Gus Edwards was the starter for the Ravens. You're not playing Hunt over Gus Edwards. And Higby versus Friarmuth, Higby has out, has been outscoring Friarmuth. So I stand by my decision to play those two. They got hurt. There's nothing I can do about that. Wes's team is the hottest team in the league right now, though.
1: He always gets hot at the right time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, he just basically left himself at six because Jared has a better record. Yeah. But, I mean, all along, I mean, I think the teams have, have been a lot about it. Trey has a really, really powerful team. But he does have weak quarterback play. But it doesn't matter when the rest of the freaking team averages 30 points a player. I mean, he had Kamara score almost 50 in the hate game against me because I traded him, I guess. <laughs> yes. And then DeHop is come back and is averaging almost 30 points a game. Uh, Jeff's, Jeff was the number one scorer this week. So, you know, Jeff's got two really good quarterbacks as well with Hurts and and Kyler Murray, so his strategy's paying off there. So the only, i am not disappointed with the fact that I'm at four. I—I I, I mean, I've lost three games in a row. So, so I, I got to start second, the bleeding or stop the bleeding at some point.
1: We talked last week's show about how any of us can do what Marcus Mariota is doing, throwing the ball 13 times a game. Yeah. So, of course, this week in fantasy, I was playing against Marcus Mariota, who went absolutely berserk. As soon as I saw Marcus Mariota had 33 fantasy points, I knew my day was done. I
0: was like,
1: if it's going to be that kind of day.
0: So you lost to Jesse this week? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that's who you played. I mean – when Jesse and I played, he beat me by seven points. Marcus Mariota scored twenty nine. He was the highest scoring fantasy player in both match or in both teams. So
1: just to just to give our listeners a little snippet of my fantasy luck this season. Marcus Mariota goes for thirty two point nine five points. Deonta Foreman goes for thirty three point eight points. DJ Moore, who has been non-existent (laughs) all year, goes for 29.5 points. And then I have guys like Jonathan Taylor, who should be good, get 5.6 points. Devontae Adams, who should be good, get 1.2. Josh Reynolds, I had to throw in at the last minute. Tony Pollard came through for me with 35.7. He was a stud. He's the only one I can talk good about this week.
0: Yeah. And you'll play him this week and he won't do that. Tony Pollard? Yeah.
1: I guarantee you I do not play him this week.
0: Are they on bye?
1: Yes. Oh, lucky me. He's on a bye and Najee Harris is on a bye. Whoop whoop. So my running backs right now. We'll probably
0: be like 92 to 95 this weekend or something like that.
1: My running backs in there right now are Jonathan Taylor playing at New England. Not a good matchup. Khalil Herbert playing against the Dolphins. And Kenneth Walker playing at the Cardinals.
0: That's a good matchup.
1: That's a really good matchup.
0: Um, Herbert, man, the Bears-Dolphins might be a good game. It could be. For a quarter.
1: (laughs) It could be. And I'll have Naheem Hines playing against the Jets on my bench. He might find his way in my lineup. Yeah.
0: You're getting traded, though, I, I don't know. You never know. Okay, so we'll wrap it up with our with our picks. Did you see the updated standings?
1: Let's see here. There's a three-way tie, right? A three-way tie between yep. me,
0: you, and Wes. Neil uh, did hit the underdog this week, and he jumped back up to within nine. He's at 32. Um, Which,
1: by the way, I still say I should get my – there's no way Wes should
0: pick Coastal Carolina. (laughs) There's no way. That's so funny. Um, So I hit all five of the regular games. I was the only one that did that. And the only game I missed was Virginia – in the field goal fest, the four-overtime <laughs> field goal fest, and they lose on a freaking two-point conversion. Did they not even run a two-point conversion?
1: Oh, no, they did. They just got
0: stopped. I I watched that game, and it was a hard game to watch. But, I mean, every, like, at least... Two of the field goals that Virginia had, they had first and goals inside the five and couldn't score a touchdown with an NFL potentially starting quarterback. Yes. Not happening. No. Let me tell you, when this season started, there was a heck of a lot of college quarterbacks we, we we even talked about it on the show that ten quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. Yeah, that list is fast moving down. Van Dyke's gone. I know you're going to say, say it. it. Will, Will Levis say it is struggling, big time. Armstrong if, is gone off that West, list.
1: If Wes was here, he would say it, it. It's it's not Will Levis. It's the offensive coordinator. It's the scheme. Why would you not throw on Tennessee? it's because they know what they got. He
0: well, he's still going to he's still going to get drafted. Oh, but, yeah. 100%. Because that's what the NFL does. Like even
1: after his terrible performance against Tennessee, three interceptions should have been five interceptions.
0: Yeah. You know the crazy part about it is before Chris Rodriguez came back, he was a different quarterback
1: because he had to be.
0: Okay. But that that's what I'm saying. I he, I called it on this show. He was also that playing that when when Chris Rodriguez came back, they would change the system to where they would not throw the football
1: anymore. He was also playing teams like Miami of Ohio, North those type teams. Youngstown State. He's Florida was the one team they played without Chris Rodriguez, and Florida, as we've seen, isn't really Florida.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, we'll see Alright, so here's the games Obviously the number one game on the card Is Alabama, Tennessee uh, Wes has chose Alabama Wait a minute, that's not right That's not right Sorry, Georgia sorry. Bama, LSU, we'll go with Bama, LSU Okay. I'm sorry uh, Wes chose Bama And it's at LSU at night Oh, a, right? night,
1: a night game At Baton Rouge
0: I'm pretty sure I'm, oh man, I'm pretty sure. It's, is it
1: the CBS game?
0: Because uh, they
1: typically no, this one's on ESPN, and yes, it's 7 p.m. and Bama is still a 13 and a half point favorite. Yeah,
0: and we just we just just told you that LSU's number 10 in the country. It's hard to pick LSU in this game.
1: It's really hard to pick LSU. Yeah. Who'd Neil take?
0: Did he do the same thing? Basically. He's <laughs> taking the minority. Okay. The only game he told me that he 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 was not gonna pick the Bucks, so he picked the Rams. Alright, so
1: I will take I'll take Alabama.
0: So <laughs> so Neil's gonna have to take LSU. <laughs>
1: yes. And like I'm not counting Brian Kelly out. Because they're playing really good ball, yeah. But every time he goes against Nick Saban, Nick Saban kind of he kind of reminds him who daddy is a yeah. little bit.
0: I, I, man, I, I I just cannot see Alabama losing this football game. You know what the sad part about it is? Every single one of us picked Alabama on this show at the beginning of the season to absolutely run wild with it. Now they're ranked six. They've lost a game and we're contemplating on whether or not they're going to lose to, uh, to LSU, a team that wanted to fire their head coach after the first game of the season.
1: The only reason I even contemplated was because it's a night game in Baton Rouge. That's true. That's the only reason. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the headliner, I'm sorry, was um, Georgia, Tennessee, and it's at ten, or at Georgia, I believe it is at Georgia, and this will be like the three thirty game, I'd say.
1: And this will be for who represents the SEC East in the SEC Championship game.
0: I would assume so.
1: I I think it's decided. Like this is it. Yeah. Uh, if Georgia wins, they represent. If Tennessee wins, they represent. Yeah.
0: Uh, West chose Georgia.
1: Georgia is an eight and a half point favorite. Eight and a half seems like an awful lot. Yeah. If we were doing spread, I would take Tennessee. Yeah. Straight up, I gotta take Georgia.
0: Georgia has something that Alabama doesn't. Defense. Defense. Yes. Yeah. So I agree. I'm I'm taking uh the dog. And I mean
1: But this is this is Hendon Hooker's Heisman <clears throat> moment right here. This it it is. It is. Like, I,
0: I mean, I picked. I picked Georgia to go to the national championship um, against Alabama, and I was the only one to pick Georgia, so I've got to stick with them.
1: So yeah.
0: and then, so I guess Neil will get Tennessee. So a uh, uh, great opportunity for Neil to make up some points here if we get a couple of uh, uh, different games this weekend.
1: Hendon Hooker is scary good with the ball. Yeah, he's not going to turn the ball over much.
0: I I don't think so either. But his offensive line's a little a little leaky. His his and line is shaky. So he, he that defense
1: is not going to stop Georgia. Yeah, he's yeah. Go, he's going to feel the pressure to have to score it literally every possession, yeah. like he did against Alabama.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be another great football game. It should be. Ho- hopefully, the wrestling pay per is over with by the time the game starts. Um, and then I'm kind I'm I'm kind of pulling the college game day here. Want to try You know, go, go somewhere different than what we normally do. So I picked Coastal Carolina in the Appalachian State game because you got App State at five and three, Coastal at seven and one. Um,
1: and if you remember coming out this past draft, Grayson McCall was a name that was talked about, like could be one of the top quarterbacks drafted. Yeah, and he decided to come back to Coastal Carolina, and he is having. A heck of a year. He's through for 2,061 yards, 19 touchdowns, one interception. Yeah. The Chanticleers are rolling right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, Wes went with uh, Coastal uh, on this. It's at Coastal Carolina, too. But, see, this is another one of those games you won't get to watch it on TV.
1: Yeah, it's on ESPN. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's a uh, Thursday night game. Oh, sweet. It's Thursday night on ESPN at 7.30. Okay. instead of watching the Eagles and Texans, you can watch App State and Coastal Carolina.
0: And I will. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because, I mean, college football is way better than the NFL this year. And every single Thursday night game has been awful for the NFL. Yes. Uh, So... Where where are you going with that? It's hard to go against coastal.
1: You know, this one's a toss-up. Yeah. Because App State's mascot is the Mountaineers. Yeah. Coastal Carolina is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where Mountaineers, like myself, love to travel for vacation. (laughs) So do I go to my vacation home, or do I stick with my Mountaineer roots and pick the Mountaineers? It, it's truly a toss-up at this point. Yeah, but I'm going with the team that has the mullets, like my little boy Max. Yeah, and I'm taking Coastal Carolina.
0: I, I'm I'm riding with Coastal as well, but I can see App State winning this game.
1: I, oh, one hundred. The line is actually App State's favored by three. Yeah. At Coastal. Yeah. I think App State's going to get down there early. I think they're going to hit the beach. I think they're going to get a little carried away. Yeah. I don't know what Myrtle Beach is like
0: this time of year, though. Yeah, I don't either.
1: The water's probably still brown.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and following the hurricane that just came through not too long ago. Right. Okay, uh, we have um, Chiefs and uh, Titans, Sunday night football. Ugh. Wes picked these games, so.
1: Why in the world? At this point, we're nine weeks. This is week nine of the NFL season. Yeah. I get it. It's NFL, and people like it, and people like to pick them. Why don't we just do five college games? College is so much better than (laughs) the NFL this season.
0: Well, so the original plan for this whole thing was for us to pick – 5 teams every week on our own. Yes. And not repeat. Like you could not pick the Chiefs twice. And and the way the game the way it was going to lay out is you would ultimately pick each team one time throughout the season. Man,
1: it'd be hard to pick the Lions or Jaguars though.
0: Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just kind of how that was. You but but it didn't go that way. So Obviously, we're going to revamp the whole season or the whole thing next year. Right. So. But
1: this, this was a spur of the moment type. Like it was, it was literally like one it was week a, before the season. It was
0: a game that I just like. Hey, this would be cool. Yeah. And I think it's. I, I don't know if anybody else is enjoying it, but I we enjoy it because we're, you all are texting me all weekend long. What's the What's the score? Who's what, winning? You know. What's those standings so, look like? You know. Once we get close. Once we get closer to the end, we're going to do it like a one versus four, two versus three elimination, and then for three weeks we're going to compete for like the right. championship. So, uh, <sighs> obviously, West went with the Chiefs. Um,
1: oh yeah, I am going Chiefs. I team. mean, like, if, that's not if even. Malik
0: Willis is the quarterback again. You know, I'm, so is
1: Neil taking minority again? So he's no, taking the time. I am not going
0: to make him do that. Okay, so. so we'll go Chiefs across the board.
1: That that makes sense.
0: West is sick, so I mean, he probably wasn't paying attention when he did this. And then you got Bucks Rams, which uh, West picked the Bucks. Neil went with the Rams. Another sickening game.
1: But it shouldn't be because it, at the beginning of the season, and that's, these what, two and that's teams, what West
0: was. Ba- that's his basis on this is like they both have losing records, and if they whoever loses this game, their season might be done.
1: The Rams have big issues on the offensive line. Yeah. Tampa Bay, as bad as their offenses looked, that defense has been pretty solid for the most part. Yeah. I'll go Tampa Bay.
0: <clears throat> I, for that reason alone, I think the Bucs can win.
1: Right. It's defense. It's not – and this sounds so – it sounds yucky coming out of my mouth. It's not because Tom Brady. It's because the defense. Yeah. But Tom Brady, he's been so good to this game. He's been so good to watch seven Super Bowls.
0: I mean, who knows? the, the Hey, the divorce is over.
1: Uh, obviously. Yeah.
0: He might come out and throw for 500 yards this weekend.
1: Obviously. Like, we say that as a joke, the divorce is over. But obviously it. It's showing that it's taking its toll it. has to. Like, I don't know how it can. I don't know how this guy, honestly, is preparing for NFL
0: and then, games. And then the news came out yesterday that she's asking for full custody of Gronk. I mean, <laughs> who? how can he deal how with that? dare her. How can he deal with that? And that's not the dog that they're talking about. No. Although he probably has a dog named Gronk. <laughs> okay, and then we got the underdog picks. Uh, Wes went with Oregon State. I um, can't remember who they're going against. Oregon
1: State is playing. I just looked at it. Washington. Washington. Yeah, and it, I looked at that one too. It is Pac twelve after dark on Friday night at ten thirty p.m. Yeah. No chance, Wes is. He will catch the tail end when he wakes up
0: on Saturday morning for his bread run. <laughs> right, right. In the seventh overtime, <laughs> and they're all trading yeah. two point conversions. So, uh, Neil picked Florida over A and M. Solid pick, I think. Yeah, that's I, I was, not bad. That's actually where I was going to go, uh, but he, you know, he called it first. Um, You're going
1: Nebraska over Minnesota, right?
0: No. Uh, I've got Maryland over Wisconsin. Ooh,
1: that's a good one. Yeah, Maryland's without their quarterback.
0: Are they? I thought I looked into it that they that they were not.
1: I thought, I thought he got carted off last game.
0: Okay, well, if that's the case, obviously I don't want that one. Okay, so we have confirmed that uh, to his younger brother is. Playing on Saturday, so I will stick with my Maryland pick. And before the show started, you said you might go with Ohio Bobcats, but the game's already started. They're already up seventeen nothing. So at the start I, of the second yeah, quarter, I cannot let you take that pick tonight.
1: I, I'm not taking that pick now, yeah. but it is on record. It's on the air. I did want Ohio Bobcats.
0: Yeah, we should have started the show off with it. I'm glad we didn't now, because that would have. It looks like it's going to be an easy five. And we already
1: picked up State, Coastal Carolina. So let me see here. That would
0: have been another one there.
1: Ooh, Missouri is a two point dog against Kentucky.
0: I know. Well, that was going to be my backup if uh, uh, Maryland wasn't going to work. It's at Maryland, or I mean at uh, Missouri. You know what?
1: I'm going to go. I mean,
0: you're not a real man if you don't pick Missouri to go against Kentucky right here. Well, then. <laughs> right then west.
1: Put a skirt on me, then, because I'm <laughs> not done. <laughs> <laughs> I will go with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets over the Virginia Tech Hokies. Georgia Tech is 3-5. and five, Virginia Tech is 2-6. and six. I need a reason to watch
0: that game. All right. Well, we filled out a show an hour and a half in.
1: And we're not the two that normally talk.
0: I know. But we talked about a lot of topics on this show, that's for sure. We did. So, all right. Well, another great episode. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next week.
1: Hopefully with some breaking news about the school board election.
0: Absolutely. Good luck, Neil. See you. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.